Welcome to Conversations with the Black Girl Blogger podcast, where you will hear amazing human interest stories from everyday people. They will inspire you, they will encourage you, and they will help you to overcome all of what you are going through in your life. I am your host, Aisha Morgan, and let's meet today's guest. In part two of our episode, we will be discussing our experiences with other races and how they interact with us regarding our natural hair. This is a discussion that is hopefully going to allow others to learn from our experience. This does not mean that the ladies on the podcast are racist. However, we would like for you to understand boundaries and personal space when you are attempting to touch a black woman's hair. We hope that you all enjoy today's episode. I want to ask y'all, have you been in a situation where the, the, um, how do I put this? The internet meme of choice for black hair of white women either making a comment about it, trying to touch it, um, pointing out something being different. Did your hair grow? Did you cut your hair? Like, tell me a story of when you were in a situation where a white woman, because that's usually who it is, let's just be honest, um, made some kind of reference about your hair where you're just like, here we go. I can say that working in the entertainment industry has been you muted yourself. Okay, working in the entertainment industry has been very interesting. And I remember when I first flat on my hair and came to work, the looks and the stops and the questions. Is that your hair? Oh, what happened? You changed your hair? I said, Yes, this is all my hair. Because you know, when you the shrinkage, you talk about it looks like that. And when you straighten it, it's all the way down your back. So just the interaction, I just like, I'm talking about my hair the whole day. What is wrong with you? I'm here to do a job and go home. So um, I was just shocked at how you say white women said or, or commented on it because I'm like, it's not your business. I wouldn't comment on your hair. So um, I'm sorry guys, but he just is so busy. So um, I, I just was like, okay, you know, I'm really dumbfounded on people capitalizing um, on our hair because in California, I learned about, you know, the Koreans owning a shop in the hood and making all this billion dollar industry offer black hair. It's like, you know, it's just different. And I'm just saying, you know, thank goodness. And that's why I want to want my hair more natural is because people need to see me in my natural state and not in an altered state that they think I, my hair should be like straight, like theirs. They want me to look like them. And I need to want to look like myself. Yeah. Anybody else have a story? It's it's so many. <laughs> I, was, I, I was I was just gonna say, um, how much time even, do we have? How much time is left? Yeah, I can't even pick one. I mean, to pick one, I I, I will have to say it was from a corporate experience. From you know, just you know, you get to that point in your career when it's time to do something else. Um, so I, I was in that in that space and 
I would wear my hair all kinds of like this is my normal. This is the two braids. I got you know I got the little curls out in the back. I'll you know I'll do that or I'll wear mine like yours, Jen. I'll just braid it up and and pin yep, it in. Do the little clippy in the braids. Um, or I would do kind of the big Afro puff up top. Um, because I really like that and it was easy to do. But I am very um sporadic when it comes to hair. I try. I'll, I'll do something. They might be like this for two three days and then I'm gonna do something else. So in, in this instance, I would do something like that. And it was this one lady, I just, me and her, we had just kind of got to this point in our relationship that I just really didn't want you to talk to me. It would, you know, it was just something about you that, you know, your energy was off. I just really didn't want you to talk to me. And in this day, I, I think I had, I think it wasn't, it was in a puff, but it was much bigger than I, it would, it normally was. Sometimes, you know, you wet it and then you wrap it down and you tuck it so it's nice, you know, it's nice and neat, like a nice little librarian. This time it was out, like <laughs> it was all the way out. And I was sitting at my desk and she walked past me and there was like a little, little divider thing right there. She was there, she's like, oh my goodness, Jasmine, your hair. She's like, it looks so good today. It looks so soft. Can I? No, you cannot put your hands in my head. No, you cannot. And and that's all I remember. You know, one of them out of body experiences. <laughs> oh my God. That's all I remember. Fade to black. My, my tone was a little bit elevated. <laughs> but it was one of those things like, why is, why is, you know, that? And, and that was, of course, you know, during the days and the weeks, I would do things different. I would hear people say, oh, your hair looks different. Or, you know, adding the braids. Oh, your hair is so long. It's so long now. And I'm just like, yeah, y'all just, y'all just don't get it. But it, it was that moment for me with that, with that lady. I'd heard stories and seen the memes and all that stuff, but I really hadn't had that experience from somebody who sees me all the time now, you know, wanting to touch my hair. So yeah, I've had it. I've, I've had all of them. I've actually had a lady touch my hand, and um, she was a manager of mine. God rest her soul, Miss Pope. And so <laughs> I came to work, and I like I had found. I think I was using kinky curly products at the time, you know, where it makes it kind of crunchy. Yeah. So I had come up with a system, right, where I take the the marshmallow stuff and I dilute it in water and I whip it and then I put it in there with leave-in conditioner so it holds but it's not all crunchy it was like a whole a whole thing and so I get to work and I'm do 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 working minding my own beeswax and so she walks by my cube and she's like oh my goodness your hair is curly like a corkscrew and so she grabs it and then she pulls it out and she's like and look it goes forever And so I stopped and I didn't want to lose my job that day because I was still a single mom at the time. And so instead of me being like, bitch, I know you just didn't, I, I collected myself. And then I'm just like, Miss Pope, how would you like it if I came to your cube and touched your hair? Would that be appropriate? And she's like, well, my hair just, no, 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 it's not what I asked. Would that be appropriate? Because if it's inappropriate for me to touch your gray hair, that is shoulder length and drab. <laughs> it is also inappropriate for you to touch my hair. That defies gravity. Thank you very much. And you have a great afternoon away from my cube. Mm. And so I think in that moment of like me standing up for myself, 
like as a younger person, I was like, oh God, I'm getting fired today. <laughs> like HR is coming and they're walking me the hell up out of here because I just told right. this lady that her hair was shoulder length and drab. Like, and, and she was my manager. And so I'm just like, I have hundreds of those, right? I mean, I said earlier about how the man acted like he didn't know my name until I straightened my hair and I did the whole curly thing. He's like, oh my gosh, Magenta. I'm like, just call me hair. That's the only time you, you seem to notice me. But I mean, it's it's a thing. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And it's unfortunate for us as black women, it's, it's repeat and I learn how to ignore it. Cause I'm like, y'all have a problem. Yeah, like I look like like alien before when I straightened my hair. I just couldn't believe it. And I couldn't believe how much male attention I got at work. That's just like, un- oh it's God. just unacceptable to me. Like if that stuff is happening at work, I'm in I'm in H- I'm in HR. Like <laughs> you're not doing that. Like and I think like the the spaces that I've been, I've been in educational spaces for over a decade. That's just not going down. And I don't know if it's because I mean, you know, my students, and I always talk about this in class about reading the black female body as a teacher and what that means. So we, we, we talk about these things in class and they have a language for it. Um, and my colleagues were all kind of in this space. So there's, there's no way that that would ever happen to me in those spaces, not at that time, not saying that it never will happen, but I did notice like, you know, when we'd be at the club or something, drunk white girls would definitely come up and be like, oh my God, can I, Hey, touch your curls or something like, and so like the space kind of also necessitates like some of this foul behavior. Um, but I've, I've, I guess I've been fortunate enough not to encounter those things because in, in higher education right now, because that's, I don't know, that's just all we talk about. Um, but it, it's happened in, in spaces that I think um, people are less aware of, of their, <laughs> of of what they're doing, um, and I've heard a lot of stories about it in corporate corporate America. But yeah, that's... I will say to to me, I think that some people feel like boundaries don't apply to them. Yeah, mm-hmm. because if I'm curious, I should be able to show my curiosity and invade your personal space. Right, and I will tell you. I have stories about my hair, but I'm about to switch gears to tell you just exactly how people feel about like their privilege. When I started going out with Kingsley, black older ladies, guys, whatever, she is so cute. Keep on walking. She is a a cutie. Keep on walking. White women don't say a word. You know what I see? their hands ah yeah and it never fails if someone is looking at her you see their hands first and i'm not even kidding to y'all like this lady i was in the grocery store and it was very rare that we would go out anyway and kingsley wore the turbans mm-hmm. all the time like mm-hmm. she little turbans. and the lady came and went to grab the knob of her turban and oh i situate myself to where i i can see her if i'm like doing something so i'm like getting a bag to get some apples and of course like i can't be facing her for all the actions (laughs) 
So I just quickly turned, grabbed the bag, and I literally, the lady didn't say a word to me. I'm literally seeing her hand doing this coming towards my kid. And I was like, I like my job and I don't want to go to jail. So I advise you to move your hand. And she was like, no, I, I just wanted to touch it. It's so cute. And I was like, what's wrong with you? That is my kid. And it's COVID. Are you crazy? And then these white girls was like, I know that is so terrible. Like, how do you just touch somebody's kid? And when they look, she's like, oh my God, you guys are overreacting. But that's what I'm saying. Like they, they don't get it. And I have had people touch my hair in a school, other teachers who like, you know, you have kinky twists, you have, you know, now faux locks, but I didn't wear faux locks back then. You got braids. So then I would sometimes wear my hair where the ends were out, but it was braided at the root. And so I remember I had like blonde, like hair braided into uh, my micro braids, but the ends of it were curly. And so I'm sitting there talking and I just feel this. And I was like, did you just touch my hair? And I turn around and she's like, yeah, it just looks so fluffy. And like kind of does that to her, to her hair. And I was like, I know that I'm like a very friendly person, but you're my coworker and I'm nice to you because you're my coworker. But if you would like to see how I would treat somebody that does not work with me, touch my hair again. (laughs) And so she was like, I don't see the big deal. I mean, I didn't really like pull it. I just like fluffed it. And I was like, I don't care. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, who does that? But it's that, I'm curious. Like, I just want to know. I just want to see, like, what does it feel like? And then she said, like, well, yesterday your hair didn't have blonde, so did you get it dyed? I'm like, don't talk to me. This conversation is over. Over with. You already exceeded your time limit in my space. But it's like that little type of thing where it's like, why are you overreacting? It's not overreacting. What if I went and pulled your damn kid's hair right. while you were at the grocery store? You would think that's okay? Right. I just wanted to see if it was attached to her head. <laughs> like the baby they, came out that way. Right. right. And, they, and they don't admit it. Like, I don't <laughs> care if I have a eight pound wig on my head. Don't touch me. Like, but I think people like people think that they can do that and thank god ain't nobody ever touched me because i would have flatlined (laughs) (laughs) where they was at you just don't i don't like to be touched i know you may not know that i just don't touch me you can look you can ask questions but i get a lot of stares uh when i go places with alex because a lot of people think alex is not my kid (laughs) they'll stop and ask questions and I'm like, because I'm dark and he's light. And I'm like, and, and the, maybe the hair is different. And I see that from other cultures. They'll, they'll be looking at me and they'll like, because especially that he is, you know, Latina, Latino. And I'm like, huh? And they'd be like, I've had people ask me questions and, and wanted to touch Alex, especially when he was smaller. And I thank God no one ever stepped out of line because I hate that wanting to touch somebody else's something. Yes. You keep your hands to yourself. Um, you know, and I just don't like it. And Isha, thank God that she was able to, 
not, you know, do anything and, and not react negatively. But I'm just, no, I'm, y'all know I'm violent and I'll fight in a minute. So I just like, okay, I'm good. So <laughs> thank goodness that, you know, I, I kind of let, you know, I don't mind my sisters or somebody in my color doing that, but it's always the others. So um, Tara, I don't want you to log off. You have anything you want to say before you get <laughs> yeah, off? Yeah, you have any closing remarks? Um, yeah, I appreciate so you yeah. like coming on and, and joining in on this discussion, but I know you got to get up early tomorrow, so. Yeah, no, I just I just think that this is like an awesome conversation and it's, it's a wonderful space for us to talk about this stuff because we don't normally have these. Well, I don't, I'll speak for myself. I don't normally have these spaces in my, my university, especially, so. Yeah, you know, just thank you for offering this space up for us each. And then also, I'm just so sorry that this crap has happened to y'all. And but you got through it. But yeah, I, I, when you all were talking, I was, I, I had a visceral reaction. Um, so, but I love y'all to death. Love you love too. Love you too. <laughs> and we got to do this again. Yes, we sure. do. Yeah, we yes. do. You know. You should got the podcast. So I know. So let me know what else we're gonna talk about. I'm ready. All right. right. <laughs> I'll figure right. it out. I will figure it out. <laughs> I know you will. All right. I love All you guys. All right. Love, love you. Too. Bye. Bye. Magenta, did you just pick up a burger? It's a pop. Oh, I'm like, I know I'm not crazy. It helps <laughs> my um my my ABD. I You're pop it. My anxiety, like I pop it, and then you flip it, and then you pop I it. I know Kingsley has them, but I'm like, I know I'm not crazy. I just saw a burger <laughs> at the bottom of her screen. Yeah, but, yes. <laughs> and I'm not hungry, so I know. <laughs> I'm like, I know I'm not tripping. But yeah, y'all, I just think that, you know when when white women don't understand white privilege you just give them that example like if you saw something that you were curious about would you go and touch it nine times out of ten they're going to be like yeah i'm going I'm to be very honest <laughs> i'm going to be very very honest with you and i think it's just, i just think where i am in my life i i'm all done explaining things to people like I don't, I'm tired of explaining racism. I'm tired of explaining white privilege. I'm tired of explaining white male privilege. I'm tired of explaining so many things to people who have access to the same information that I have. It is exhausting being the only, and then I hired an office full of women because I was tired of an office full of men, right? So I'm tired of, I'm just, I'm it is exhausting sometimes, right? Like being an African-American woman in leadership, it is exhausting being everyone's consistent example of what a Black woman should be, right? Like it is exhausting the hair, the do I want to beat my face today? Do I want to do my hair today? Like if we have a vendor lunch or something like my, what am I going to wear? Like, why do I have to think about that stuff when all the men are going to wear jeans? Yeah, and exactly. And a button up. Right, and, and look disheveled and weird. Mm -hmm. But if I were to wear the same thing, oh, you didn't want to dress up for the lunch today? I have one, but you have one, sir. <laughs> Why do I have to do something different? Right, we in the same uniform. <laughs> exactly. Like, what is happening, right? Yeah. But I think, I don't, I don't know. And I'm just, it is exhausting mm -hmm. explaining how, like I learned the other day, so y'all know, I'm in industrial distribution, right? 
and the story, I, if I go too long, just cut me off. We had, I'm learning in my older age that everything is racist. Everything from the grocery stores that we go to, because I live in a predominantly minority neighborhood now, because it's important for me to live around my people. But now I don't have a grocery store within walking distance of me. But when I was in the predominantly white neighborhood, there was literally three grocery stores within a stone's throw. So everything is racist. We went to a vendor lunch. This man is trying to sell us safety glasses. So I know that because African-Americans and Asians, if you look to the side, y'all know we got the flat profile. White people don't have the same profile as us. So the guy was Try, we were trying on all these different safety glasses that he hopes we would want to buy. And I had to have a conversation with him about the people that work in the shops that we sell to. They are primarily African-American, Vietnamese, um, and Mexican. I don't have white guys that need safety glasses. I do have a shop full of Vietnamese though. I do have a shop full of Filipinos. I have those. And so he's like, well, I've never heard that before. I'm like, well, let me teach you something really quickly, Mr. Safety Glass subject matter expert who doesn't seem to know anything but white people profiles. African-Americans and Asians have a flatter profile, which means our eyewear needs to be flatter. We can have a gasket around, but it needs to be flatter. All of these round glasses that you brought are good for no one but fish and white people. <laughs> Those are the only people that can wear them. I'm being serious. Don't make me laugh. It's true. I'm just like, who can wear those? And he's like, well, no one has ever complained before. And I said, that is because brown people have become accustomed to dealing with what has been given to them. Okay. You're not going to get the Vietnamese man who makes shifts who goes home and puts a gasket on his safety glasses in his spare time so that he doesn't get metal shards in his eyes. He's not gonna say anything. You're not gonna get the black guy that is gonna just go and buy his own freaking safety glasses. You're not gonna get that because we are accustomed to dealing with what you give us. Right. And he's like, well, that is news to me. I said, well, I'm, I hope you're educated now today. I hope I was able to provide you with some education. So now he's sitting here with 30 pairs of safety glasses and then it became a magenta. What about these? Do these fit well? And I was like, sir, I can tell you right now that none of those are going to fit appropriately, but we can play your game. And it's because I was in the room that he now can go back to his product team and say, hey guys, did you guys know that African-Americans don't have the same face as ages, don't have the same face as white people. Right. But it's because they typically don't let us in the room because right. we be having natural hair. And because, right. yep. you know, we're told to calm down in meetings Mommy, when we become passionate. Okay, I know it's your puppet. Take it and go. <laughs> so, steps off of soapbox. Yeah. But it was a good soapbox, though. So. And it's the it's truth. It was. I mean, it's it's, it's true. true. We I mean, do. and then that, you know, that, that boils down into the most things are designed for men and not designed for women, especially in a safe space, right? Like, 
everything is designed for a man. I, I was right. reading something or I don't know if I told you this the other day in the party, um, but reading something or uh, listening to something that said uh, women die more in car accidents because the test dummies are male, like white male, that they are not, the test dummies, right? Are not even outfitted to feminine, you know, to feminine bodies. So the safety products that you know they're putting in cars or whatever can be able to accommodate our frames. That it's wow. white man. Like I, I was just so, I was shocked. But then I was just like, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Absolutely, everything that has been built or designed or invented or created or whatever post this huge kind of entrepreneurial kind of small business growth um, has been designed for the white man in mind. And now you have, I mean, just with all the different um, awarenesses that are happening about, you know, just the, the different demographics that you now have to serve because now people are starting to speak up and not accept just, you know, what we are being given now. Now you have to look at it differently because you do have a wider demographic of, of different people that are consuming your product. So, either you're going to serve that population or you're going to keep yourself isolated and miss out on that money, right? Because it all comes down to the money. And access is a bitch, man, because now we know we can Google anything and find out and be like, they did what? They use what? No. I'm, yep. I don't need that product. Information right now. Yeah, because we are sold to the highest um marketing budget right that's just that's what right. it boils down to i mean when you go to the grocery store the cereal that's the best for you doesn't have a commercial right. and that's oh girl yeah yeah that's that's I mean, a whole nother thing, thing that is the same thing it. with hair care products though like they they market now natural hair care products on tv that it's a commercial. But did you miss like, the part where they be having white women in the commercial though? Did yes, you miss that? Yes, where they be a white woman yes. market a natural hair care product and then black women go out and buy it? And I'd be like, what are you thinking? Right. That's not even for you. And they use them. Like they words. couldn't even put one of us in the video. But you but, but no. you won't go buy that though? Right. Yeah. But they use them keywords now with shea butter and olive oil. Right. And you know, Arg argan, argan argan oil, oil argan Moroccan oil. oil. Like that Moroccan oil brand, you know that like container that's like a little mm -hmm. I just talking about. Mm -hmm. They have been pulled, I think, because it's like some kind of chemical in it um that makes your hair fall out. Wow. I what it that might be why I got these 16 strands. I ain't never used it, but <laughs> it could be why. I can't. Yeah, but it's like you're paid to the highest bidder. And that's where, you know, I mean, I use, what is that? Not fruit teas. What's the other one? Herbal essence. Like, Herbal I essence. use that because the commercial. I'm like, oh, it just, you know, make you feel like something. Right. That was yeah. not for my hair at any point of my hair, permed or not. Not at all. Oh, you was trying to scream in the shower, Isha. Girl, you trying to scream in the shower. Pour it away. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just hate, I hate advertising. I don't, you know, the most, the best products are not advertised, like you guys said. And 
it's just good for us to come up with your own way. You know, I in California they have a lot of you know hair shops in the hood and all you know these, these hairs that they have and they the Asians bought all this stuff and I'm like why would I even if I'm gonna go get a track to put in my hair why would I buy anything from you and you gonna capitalize on this so if we're gonna have and spend our money we need to spend it with our own people and our own products because every other culture is capitalizing off of us yeah mm-hmm. but here's Thank the thing you. so here's the thing and that goes back to years and years ago where um, Asians were given lots of money to put these businesses in our neighborhoods. And now that we have the means and the knowledge to open similar stores, you can't get hair from over there. Right. It's a struggle to get products from over there. So hair, unfortunately, it does not but, come but, but from this America. Is, this is, it comes from And at the same time, Serena, I love my people. I do. Y'all know I, will, I ride for my people. But I can't depend on them to pay extra and buy it from me because it's me. I do that, right? All day, every day. I go, I buy stuff from local, small, Black businesses whenever I can from... How how do we... When you See, the strategy comes in a different way, guys. If we can't get it that way, how do we put them out of business? Everybody go natural. You won't need no fake hair. That's just not reality. And like, unfortunately, if people, if people will be more conscious, it is a reality. You're saying that. You're saying that. Yeah. And for every four of us on the phone, it's 400 that are watching Real Housewives right now. They're not doing anything mind stimulating. Right. Not that there's anything wrong with that show because I used to watch it, but you can't. And I am learning, homegirl, we cannot save everyone. No. So now, Everyone that I come in contact with, when they ask me, hey, who, oh my gosh, Magenta, your car looks amazing. Who details your car? You know what? It's a young man, Clean Auto Solutions. He comes to my house and details my car. You want his Instagram? Or like when somebody's like, oh my gosh, Magenta, Ronnie's hair is always so cute. Her name is Marte Foreman. You want her contact information? Magenta, you losing weight, girl. That baby weight is falling off. His name is Damien. You want his contact information? That is how I contribute to the people that serve me well, because everybody knows for every one business that is awesome, amazing, the people you get good service and it's priced appropriately, there are 15 other African-American businesses that give you a shit product and charge you a million dollars. And sadly, like, you know, it's because I'm like kind of diving into business things like little courses and whatnot um i am learning the struggle for black businesses and we are harder on ourselves than we Mm -hmm. are on other people and Mm -hmm. you know if you go to a black beauty salon and you get hair and the hair you take it out and it's not the quality that you wanted or whatever you're gonna go back but from the agents you like oh now i gotta go back and get another thing of hair you're not taking it back Right. So it's like you you have to give the same grace to a black owned business that you would to any other business. And, you know, in learning that when they get these products and they get this hair, um, how much more they have to pay for it because they're not Asian. So they're paying so much more for it, which okay. is why, like, okay. I think there was like a, okay. maybe the first beauty salon in. Compton or something that was black owned and that girl had to close 
because she couldn't get products. She could not get products. She was all over the internet. They were, you know, hyping her up for opening up this beauty salon, first Black-owned beauty salon in Compton, or I think it was Compton, and she couldn't get hair. I mean, the, the regular products, like, you know, you can order that stuff, but she could not get hair. And, you know, you can order stuff on Amazon. Guess where it's coming from? China, probably. Wow. Like, mm-hmm. So um, it's it's one of those things where it's like, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like, right. so I get my hair care products from an African beauty su- uh, supply store. And um, I do pay more money, but I also know that their um, selection is limited. So you could tell, like, I'm sure you would have more hair if you had access to more hair. So I'm paying you this extra $2 where I could be saving and have a whole lot of variety, but I know the backstory of why you don't have enough hair in here, why you don't have more options of hair. But products, oh, they got rows and rows of products all the products you could think of down to jerry carol juice still in there right don't <laughs> so. know. definitely in there get your activator yeah you know what i'm i'm triggered by the talk about jerry carol juice because <laughs> when i first went natural i used to put that shit in my hair don't judge me what? I, I just oh, knew look gosh. look don't judge me i just knew i wanted curly hair and i knew that curl yeah, activator. It was, hey, I, I don't care what anybody says. My hair has never been better. I stopped using it because I couldn't take the smell. It was it smelled like jerry curl. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't when I say don't judge me. So I used oh, to put that in oh, my hair. And it, I'm telling you, it made it was soft. It made it like soft and pliable. Everything. It was just it was the smell for me. I I was like, oh, it smells like a jerry curl. And so uh, my mom was like, nigga, it's Jerry Curl juice. And I was like, this is what they use? Oh, no, I got to get this out of my head. Again, man, that freaking, that orange and um, that mm-hmm. that yellow and that yellow and red can, girl. We yep. used to was it, um, what was the other one? Wave Nouveau? Yeah, you yeah. know it. And, <laughs> that, and, that, and that one was uh, like, it was like a pink and purple, like a purple and purple. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Money. Girl, wow. <laughs> wow. Crazy. All well, right, you know y'all. Well, we could definitely sit here and talk about topics for days. Um, but let's go ahead and wrap it up. Does anybody have any final words before we go? I think I do. For the takeaways, like you, you muted yourself. yourself. Sarita, you like somebody's old auntie. That's on Zoom, like, can you see me? Can you see me? <laughs> I'm sorry, guys, but listen, you know, I think the takeaways from here, Magenta, when you tell the story about, you know, you you having the two young ladies and you becoming their, you know, mom, their stepmom, and you encouraging them to wear natural hair. I think as Black moms and Black aunties and Black having Black families, that if we encourage the younger generation to wear natural hair and to embrace our own identity, some of these things we can eliminate in the future. Because right. these things has been in, imprinted on us since slavery and because DNA is, is linked and is passed down and, and it's a generational thing, we have to break the mindset, which will untangle the DNA and create 
better mindsets for our kids in the future generation. That is the key and the biggest takeaway I have Magenta, of that story. That's life-changing to have two young women who, you know, are your stepkids and you put that in their lives and now they can show their children and their children's children. So if we can hold on to that, that will be able to change our mindset on our own hair and we can embrace who we are. Hold on, y'all. That was a good takeaway. I can't even... I'm going to second that. Because <laughs> right. right. you, know, you, you can't even follow up from that. Like that is, is truly what it is. At, yes. at this point in our lives, we've realized some things that we didn't know, you know, when we were younger and that, as we were growing up. So it is our responsibility now to give back to our community that, you know, that are coming up behind us. And a lot of what we can do is just allow them to be themselves and accept themselves as who they are and not force them to try to fit into any, any, you know, to any social norm that we are, you know, you are creating your own path, what, you know, however that may look, but you, at the very core of it, you need to be confident and safe in your own, you know, in your own self, your own mind, um, and be be willing to stand on that ground that you are who you are and, and be confident in that and regardless of any space that you walk into. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You should see the church right there, girl. Right, them girls is preaching. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not going to be as eloquent as um, my track sisters, but I mean, honestly, main takeaway for me is figuring out what works for you and continuing to do that, right? Like all of us have very different stories. They're so different. Um, we all have very different hair, very different hairstyles, different careers, different lives, like, and we all ended up in the same place, right, on this awesome natural hair journey, learning how to put our middle finger to the man and doing what we think is best. So for me, it's like, continue to do what works best for you, down with the patriarchy, right, like, women, we bring the life and we sustain the life. This doesn't happen without us. And I will not allow my hair or anyone that I love or anyone that I know that is African-American or other, right? Their hair to be a deterrent of why they're not awesome and why they can't achieve levels of success. Right. So... We all rise as a unit, right? Like, right. We all rise as a unit. And I would just like to say, um, you know, on this journey that the four of us, five of us have been on, um, we've all learned different things. Um, And I think that it's important for us to not hold on to past expectations, um, to let down our own views of what we consider to be acceptable Um, because I do think that in some instances yes we have progressed where we feel things are um, moving forward but as I said like I had a friend that feels like a tight afro is lazy and not appropriate so I think that um, you have to think outside of the box from what someone else is telling you is appropriate, is attractive, um, and 
you know, for all of you who are a little bit younger and you're at, you're kind of reluctant to be a natural because guys talk to you more when you have braids or weaves or wigs, um, that's not the person for you. If they can't accept you in your natural state without the makeup, without the hair extensions, without, you know, butt pads and all that other extra stuff, um, that's not the person for you. And there's nothing wrong with you changing it up, but change it up for yourself and not for other people. Um, I wore dreads all summer and I loved it. I loved having those locks. Um, it was fun to just do something different. Um, I had different types of locks and I did that for myself. Jamel did like it, but he was also telling me that I should, you know, do my own locks and I'm too indecisive to make that type of commitment with my hair. Um, so we haven't gone into retirement yet. We're still on our, our grown up journey. Um, so maybe once I get to the point where it's gray, I might lock it up. And just, you know, be in retirement with my hair, but um, have fun with your hair. You know, you want to wear a wig, wear a wig. You want to wear braids, wear braids. But again, don't do it because you feel it's acceptable from a, a outside person's perspective. Um, do it because you just want to do it for yourself. And I think that our hair is tied a lot to our self-esteem. And when you accept that hair, your self-esteem changes. I don't care who you are. You could be a man, a woman. You could be, you know, mixed race. Um, your hair is tied to your self-esteem. And so when you feel you need to change it, then you need to start looking at yourself. Like, why do you need this change? Why do you need your hair to be straight all the time? Why do you need, if it's outside of, you know, what you want? Are you doing it to make somebody else happy or are you doing it to make yourself happy? And I think that over time, that's what I had to grow into understanding that mm -hmm. this is my hair growing out of my head and I need to do what I want to do with it, not what I think other people feel I should do with it. Right. So, ladies. Yes. Way to great. wrap it up. Yes. Way, to, way to close that out. This has been so fun. Um, like I said, I appreciate y'all for taking the time out tonight to have this discussion. This was fun. It was yes. informative. Mm -hmm. And yeah, my friends, I feel like- I know. I feel like I haven't seen anybody in forever. Yes. <laughs> I miss all of you guys. Majeta, I'll see you soon. I'm going to just stop recording, Serena, because I don't want you to go on record and knowing you not. <laughs> I'm on record. I was just about to say, she was, she was so excited talking about, yeah, we gonna, I'm going to come through there, blah, blah, blah. When she heard my mom and Ricky wasn't here, she was like, well, I wanted to see everybody. I said, well, God damn it, I'm here. <laughs> like, I'm home all day. Can I matter to? You no. know, you matter to me. I'll see you. I'll see you, um, sister. Friends I'll see you guys matter, later. Serena, friends. All right, bye. Bye. All right, y'all. Y'all have a good Love night. Guys. All right, you yeah. too. Bye, Love you guys. Bye. And that's a wrap on another amazing episode. I know that you were just as inspired as I was after listening to that conversation. And to let us know how we're doing, don't forget to leave us a review like, 
share, and follow the podcast. Also, make sure you follow us on all social media platforms at The Black Girl Blogger and check out our website, www.theblackgirlblogger.com. And the most important step, make sure you share the podcast with someone you know and tell them to share with someone they know. And if you know someone who has an amazing story to tell, or if you yourself would love to tell your story, leave us a message on our website or any of our social media platforms so we can reach out to you and have you on the podcast. Until next time, peace out.